Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another brand new episode of Out the Box Talks. I am your host, Krill. I am so excited to have another episode. This is episode 78. So thank you to all of our viewers, all of our listeners, those who go above and beyond to check for us on a weekly basis. You know, we put out a new episode every Friday, and we always try to bring you an artist that represents hip-hop or even soul music that is doing it right, right? And what do we mean by doing it right? They are putting a creative, conscious, or even quality effort to their music. And the guests that I have on the show today have been doing that for quite some time. Um, they do have a new album out. Uh, they put out an EP last year, and they've put out a... Like, I feel like every year they put something out, but the new album that they have out is really good. It's really dope. It really represents their name, so you got to get a chance to hear what their name is in a little bit. But um, before I do that and bring them on, I do want to shout out a few things out-the-box related. Remember, you can always get access to all of our previous episodes. I mean, interviews with artists going all the way back to like 2008, 2009. We have been doing it for over a decade, bringing you quality interviews with some of the best hip-hop artists that exist in the past and today and still relevant. So you can go to that website, outtheboxmedia.com. You can click on the tab that gets you to our previous TV shows or well as the tab that gets you to our podcast and all of our radio interviews throughout the years. Also, if you want to be a supporter of Out The Box and you want to just go a step further, we do have a Patreon page where you can get exclusive access to interviews, clips that have not been available to the general public. It's only for our members of Out The Box Media, those who subscribe as Patreon members. So you can go to that link, patreon.com slash outtheboxmedia. Also, if you want to just donate, right? Say you don't want to, you know, be a subscriber on a monthly basis. That's understandable, but you like what we do and you just want to, you know, you know, send some funds over to help, you know, keep this these wheels moving. You can also send us donations through Cash App at Cash Tag Out the Box Rep. Or you could do it through PayPal at paypal.me slash outtheboxmedia. These links will be in the description of our YouTube video as well as the description where our audio podcasts are as well. So whether you're listening through Spotify, you know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, you can also find the shows there as well. We always put the high-quality audio up there as well. So, um, yeah, man, definitely... Uh, Follow us, subscribe to us on YouTube. I always forget to say that. Make sure you hit that subscription uh, box on the YouTube channel, Out the Box TV, and uh, hit the notification bell to stay updated. All right. Also, last but not least, we have our merch store, which is outtheboxmedia.bigcartel.com. We got snapback hats like the Out the Box TV one that I got on, as well as you know, the baseball tees and other T-shirts and other clothing items that you can support to just rock and, you know, show your support for out-the-box media, all right? So, um, yeah, man, any amount that you give is appreciated. If you just want to do the cash app, do the donation, 
or you want to rock some gear, or you want to be a Patreon subscriber, whatever works for you. Either way, it's appreciated, right? And at the very least, if you can't put up any type of funds, you know, or any type of cash support, you could just go to the website and just become a subscriber, right? Just a general subscriber for free so that we could keep you updated uh, by sending you emails with when we do new, new shows and so forth. All right? So um, I just wanted to get that out the way. So back to business, right? <laughs> we have uh, another guest on our show this week. Actually, it's a duo, right? So we got a couple uh, artists that are going to be a part of the episode tonight. Again, this is episode 78 of Out the Box Talks. Ah, uh, man, I'm hoping that by the end of the year, we get to episode 100. I think we're on pace to do that if everything continues to go as you know, it's been going where we've been putting out shows every week. So uh, hopefully we have a big episode at the end of the year for our 100th episode. But like I said, man, we have some guests on the show today. Um, they put out an EP in September of last year called The Fallback EP. I had them as guests last year prior to that EP. And then not too long ago, I want to say, I believe the date was June 4th, they put out their full-length album for the year called The Greater Good. So um, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I want to welcome to our Out the Box Talks viewing and listening audience, my brothers representing that New York area, you know what I'm saying, and representing that boom bap, raw, quality, soulful, jazz, hip-hop, none other than Saint and Emski, better known as the Good People. Yeah, let me tell you something. First of all, I'm going to take you on tour with us to be our hype man. Yeah. Because that intro was crazy. That was the intro right there. <laughs> Listen, man, it's a pleasure to have y'all. Thank you so much. I had y'all on the show last year, but it was just audio. Yep. This year, as you can see, I upgraded it a bit. Even though YouTube, I've been on YouTube since 2009, right? But I'm glad to have y'all back so that the people can see y'all visually throughout the box, man. So how are y'all doing? Welcome. What's going on? Tell the people what's up with y'all. Working hard, man. <laughs> you know, I'm a parent. I'm a, you know, I'm a father. I'm a, you know, I'm just, get, I'm just going to get it. So, you know, I just keep myself busy. Of course, I'm still writing. I write all the time. Um, when me and Saint connect, you hear what happens. Indeed, indeed. And happy belated Father's Day to you. I know Father's Day is usually that holiday you don't hear too much about, but you know, just in the <laughs> just in, in, in the spirit of it, you know, being that it just passed, happy Father's Day to you. Thank you, sir. Indeed, indeed. So um I got a lot to talk to y'all about today. The main focus of the interview is going to mainly, you know, deal with um this uh, new album, The Greater Good, um, which is such a dope album. I mean, you guys are the good people, and I've gotten used to your music over the years, and this album just is just your sound, right? Like, I feel like you guys have developed your own sound, and this album is doing it to the fullest. So um, I want to talk to y'all about this particular record um, and just all of the aspects of it, you know, but before I jump into that, I do want to ask um, a little, just so people that may not know, um, how did you guys come together? Like what made this 
collaboration between Saint and Emski become the good people? I would tell the story. So <laughs> going back to uh, what, 2005, 2004, 2005, um, at the time I was with a record label uh, called Seven Heads out of Brooklyn. People remember Seven Heads label. Uh, had a lot of artists on there, J-Live, Wordsworth, Elvis Sensei, Mr. Complex. Um, so I was working out of that label, started there as an engineer, became an artist on the label. And um, I had just come off of my la- my first, I put on my first album called Grown Folk Music and I just come off the label and started working on my solo project as uh, my first project outside the label. And I had this track and this beat and uh, I wanted to get cuts on it. So I was a big fan of the Underground Railroad radio show in New York City. Uh, M. Ski was uh, the one of the resident DJs there on the show. So I reached out to him, asked him if he put some cuts on the track. I don't know if you remember. He had actually come through when I was working at the label uh, one time to pick up records. I don't know if he remembers meeting me at the label at that time. So we actually had met like maybe a year before that. But um, so he came through. He put some cuts down on this track. And he's like, you know, I rhyme too. I was like, oh, wow, okay. So he took out the notebook. He put some verses down on this track. Track is called These Times. It's on our first album uh, that was released on uh, Goon Tracks Media Factory in Japan. And uh, we did another track that day as well. Um, and like the rest is history, like we just clicked right then. And it seemed like every weekend he was just coming out. I was out in Long Island at the time. He just come out every weekend in Long Island. We were, we were laying down music and this is Every, everything has worked out perfectly. We're always on the same wavelength, everything that we wanted. So it's just just that connection from right from the beginning. We're just, we're dedicated students to the game. And you know, our chemistry is, uh, it's crazy. I mean, we don't, actually, I don't really see Saint as, as often as I'd like, but even when, you know, with music, um, you know, we just, we have such a good chemistry that we don't have to be in the studio together to make it happen. That's and that's magic. Oh, yeah, definitely. Dope, dope, man. So I'm glad that you guys did that. I know you guys said that in the last interview we did, but, you know, I always kind of just want to ask that question again for folks that might not have known or might not have caught that interview, right? So thank y'all for breaking that down. So um, this new album is entitled The Greater Good, right? It, it sounds like a good people album title right <laughs> but um yeah you guys um give me some insight on why y'all chose to go with this title um i'll just start by saying that this album was constructed during the pandemic so there were a lot of emotions and crazy things going on around us and you know obviously like i said i couldn't see saint uh to to really be in the studio so we just put this whole thing together and within that, like our concept as the good people is, you know, we're, we're good people. We're good men. We're good family men. We're good at rhyming. Uh, and we're about the greater good of the world and people and, and, and inclusion and interaction. Um, something that a lot of brothers in hip hop don't really talk about. Um, you know, if you're, if you're, you know, all about, love i mean we're about love but at the same time you can get these hands too the good people ain't soft i just want to put that out there but um you know we we just 
we're good on many levels and right. the greater good is basically about rising above uh the challenges that all of us have faced within the last year um and just just being about bettering yourself and and, and just making your circle around you what you want it to be definitely definitely and i feel like that vibe comes through overall on this project um, it's, it's sprinkled throughout different tracks on the album, but I think cohesively you get that energy with this project. So, um, yeah, thanks for, um, breaking that down. So the, no. the self-titled track is called greater good, which, um, obviously self-titled, self-titled Emsky, you say on that track, you want to be known and represented like the logo of Jordan worldwide presence. Yeah. That type of support and without the popcorny type of rep and a brand that sinks quick like the time in an hourglass stand. Now, that's something that I hope really quality artists that represent underground hip-hop are able to achieve. However, I know it's not a reality that we're used to. So my question to you is, what do you think needs to happen from either the fan base of hip-hop or the artists themselves in order for them to get to that kind of recognition? Um, first and foremost, people need to just support good music, stop listening to friends and blogs and influencers and things of that nature. Go what feels good to you. Um, as far as artists, I mean, look, you can't tell an artist what to do. I mean, artists, they, they do what they feel. Sometimes, a lot of times, people uh, say that they're creating art, but they're just really taking what somebody else is doing and repeating it. They're not trying to put their own style into it. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I just feel like we're, um, we're those guys that a lot of people really would, would like to have the balance of, but they're too afraid to kind of level it out. It has to fit a certain, um, image it has a, has to fit, fit a certain feel put it this way a lot of playlists i see you know a lot of and no disrespect to these people at all griselda and you know a lot of joints that are like 80 beats per minute 80 beats per minute really slow head nodding um it's hip-hop it's great hip-hop but um if you listen to our album our bpms are higher and we have more melodic sound, and I think it it appeals to it not, it not only appeals to the hip hop head because it has that knock, but it's got melodies. It's got stuff that true listeners, true music appreciators, will be like, "Yo, I like that string in the background." You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Me and Saint come from the analog era where you you know you you read liner notes on on cassette covers and record covers and stuff. So we just try to incorporate all that into into what we do dope dope you know in speaking about that track one of the things that's noticeable on that track and also you know obviously on 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 other tracks that you guys have done too is um the hook um i wanted to ask though saint is that you singing on greater good You go, oh, I'm sorry. I got you. Uh, uh, yes, my, my, my golden pipes. Yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo. 
<laughs> I was like, man, like, yo, Saint is doing his thing, you know, with them vocals, you know what I mean? I, I think I do at least like one type of melody type hook on every album, like, no yeah. But see, yeah. that goes back to what I was right. saying earlier. The melody we create, it's a vibe. It's not just it's not just the knock and beat. It's 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 multi multi-leveled as as a as a part of the good people brand. It's I can't explain it. It's just it's just magic, man. Like Saint is he plays a lot of brothers though can't even really talk about playing. They just sample everything. You know, Saint plays, you know what I'm saying? He could play vibes. Like listen, you listen to some of our older albums. You know he's, he gets a little busy on vibes at the end of songs and stuff. He's got he sings, so I sing too. Like there's a lot of our earlier good people stuff where I'm harmonizing and everything. So yeah, we we were multi level, man. Yeah, I can definitely I can definitely see that, man. Like you don't really have to explain it much. I mean, like I I get it when I listen to the music, so I, I totally understand where you're coming from. Um, Saint, your production is very. You know, it has you know, it's very soulful. It has a jazzy vibe to it as well, and it's absolutely boom bap. Like as far as what I know, boom bap to be, this is that sound. Um, how is most of your like instrumentals made? Like, are you are you like a beat machine guy, or do you do do you make your beats via like the Dawes, like you know Ableton and Logic and stuff like that? What's what what's your um? Your, your machine of choice or your software of choice? Yeah, I use the ASRX uh, as, as my beat machine uh, combined with Pro Tools, being that I do, like, it, basically how I construct it usually is, is that I'll find a sample that I like, I'll take that sample, then I'll get an idea of what kind of drums I want, I'll construct the drums, throw the sample on top of that, and then from there, Typically, then the Pro Tools is going to come in where I'm going to be playing stuff on. I might play a bass line on it. I might put some type of synth on it. I might um, a lot of other play some other sounds on top of the sample. Um, it's usually how I, I construct it. I mean, to get well, what we were just talking about, actually, too, some songs don't have samples. Like the um, the Greater Good, in fact, didn't have any samples. That's all played out. But oh. even when I am playing something out, I want it to almost sound like it's a sample. Like it sounds like organic, real music. It doesn't sound electronic synth played out. Um, so, and, um, I, 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 we don't very, we don't do very like, like real, like electronic completely. I like to do something that has a nice soulful organic sound and then maybe throw some electronic on top of that. And, that, and that's kind of maybe some like the ingredients we put together to, to make our sound. So you see even behind the scenes, like it's, it's, it may sound simple, but there's a lot of layers to this man. And those who appreciate music and who listen I think they appreciate it even more once they, because I mean, look, I'm in the group and I've told Saint, uh, yo, a song you did two years ago, I'm just hearing you put uh, a flute way in the background. He just smiles. And it's just like, that's that's the way we do, man. That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Yeah, you were going to say something, Saint? Yeah, no, I was going to say too, because I, I put a lot of work into beats. I'm not, there's a lot of, uh, producers out there now that are they're just like factories that beat machines. They got like they're just churning out beats. I'm not really that that type. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, and that's that's cool. But that's what they do. But that's not really how I operate. Um, usually, I'm making a beat towards something. Like I don't have any beat tapes. I don't have beats laying around. If I have, if we're making something, I'm making it towards something, and I'm putting a lot of effort into it. Um, and it's it's probably it's going to take me all day at least, 
you know, a full day to make one beat. Um, I'm, I'm playing with different things. I'm taking wow. things in and out. Um, and I was, it's just a lot of time and effort that goes into it. And I also, I like to make it where the beat speaks for itself. It's something you can listen to without any vocals on it even. It's cool enough as an instrumental. So when you know, like, MC is going to spin on it afterwards, it's going to make it, take it to a whole nother level even that much better. Yeah. I noticed in a lot of your beats, especially on this album, they kind of start out without the drums and then the drums come in and then you sometimes like end it without the drums as well. And it, it sets that tone for the, the, I guess, the full melody. Um, as a listener, you get to get the, the grasp of just the full melody of the, of the song. And um, I wanted to ask you, though, like um, another thing that I thought was dope about your, um, your beats is that um, the production is like really, really crispy. Like, how do you get, um, I mean, not the production, I mean the drums. That's what I meant to say. The drums like consistently sound crisp. Like, how do you get your drums to sound so clean and smooth? They are, there's a lot of layers on the drums. I mean, give you an idea, like you'll never hear a snare on there that's not three snares on top of each other, for one. So it, it gives you like a, a, a fuller body sound. And, that, and what I do is when I'm, when I'm trying to do it, maybe it's like a little tip for produce, new producers. I'm sure the producers maybe do this, but um, I look for, there's gonna be a snare that's gonna be kind of um, have a bit bottom. There's gonna be and there's gonna be a, at least a snare in there that's gonna have that's gonna have some highs in it, so it's kind of hitting all these different sound spectrums. It's it's, hit, it's, hit, it's hitting the lows. It's hitting in that 500 hertz area. Then you're gonna hit like this, you know 6,000, 7,000 k area, and so the, the drums sound kind of big. And then whatever, however you're listening to, you know whatever speakers, you get. Yeah, I think like the drums have like a it's kind of like a, a bigger sound to them. And I'll, I mean, but most of my drum, like a lot of the drum, I don't really take any drums off of any machines. They're all basically chopped up sample drums, drums that I found mm. and laid up as well. So the, a lot, a lot of the drums off records, it's like all analog drums, nothing really taken off a keyboard or anything like that. Okay, so it's not you're not creating it with the pads. I'm 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 sampling. Oh, you say okay, yeah. Different areas, putting on the pad, layering on top. Like I say, like this. Okay. Is, you know, there's always at least maybe two hi hats together. There's always at least three snares and two to three kicks layered on top of each other. Right. Okay. I got you. Oh, so you you layered them. Nice. Nice. No, because you yeah. know when it when it comes to beat making, like you know if you if you're a set, like, especially when you're making drums on the pads, if you're like a fraction of, of a second off, like say you're trying to do boom, boom, bat, boom, boom, bat, and you're like a, like a fraction of a second off, then it, then the rhythm doesn't go so smoothly. But when I listen to your, your drums, like just, just if like, if I picture listening to the music by just hearing the drums alone, like the drums sound like the rhythm just sounds really smooth. So I just it's, wanted to yeah. know. Yeah. Well, I grew up playing drums. That was my first instrument. Okay. Um, dope. So I have a background in percussion and drums. So I understand, I have an idea of what the swing is supposed to sound like right. on drums. Maybe compared to some people that don't really understand how drums work, you know, or, or, should, or should swing. It's, it's got the, 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 the hi-hats have to swing a certain way over, over the snare. And then, you know, when I'm putting the kicks in, the, the kicks are, are, are playing with the snare and the sample in a certain way. 
Um, and, and that's important. That's probably what that's really important to, to the sound that I, that I put out. That's what's up, man. And I think it, it shows, right? Your, your experience and your, um, you know, your, 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 your talents that you've had years perfecting with it, uh, shows in the, in the music as well. Yeah. And I'm just the type of stuff that I like. I like that. Just, yeah, that boom, that, that certain swing. I don't, mm-hmm. when, when they, when people got into, they started following trends and drums got a little choppier, a little more electronic and stuff. I didn't follow that. I never did. Um, which is fine. And you know, that, that now with, you know, Dilla kind of had that 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 little like you know, like like drums would be like offbeat a little bit this and that, and that was cool for what he did. But I just, I'm, and of course you could hear this in our music as well is that we never follow formulas. We've been do like you go back to two thousand five, two thousand six, our earliest stuff. It sounds like our stuff now. This is it's a good people has a sound to it. We're not trying to sound like what what's coming out now. The good people has its own sound, and I and I and I try to stay true to that, especially in my production. I don't want. Honestly, I don't even really listen to. I try not to even listen to a lot of new stuff because I don't want to be like subconsciously influenced by some of the stuff that's coming out now, and I want to want it to sound like our stuff. Got it, got it. So, um, I want to get back to uh, some of the music on the album. The track "Good Lord" features the Lords of the Underground on it, and I love how y'all took their name, like part of their name and your name, and made pretty much the the name of the track. Um, talk to me about how you guys got the Lords of the Underground to work with y'all on this project. I haven't, I honestly haven't heard much from them in in years. Um, and not to say that they probably haven't been doing stuff, but I just haven't heard. But it was dope to kind of see like a, 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 you know, such a dope group from the Golden Era kind of be a part of this. Talk to me about how that collaboration came to Yeah, you. it's kind of funny. So because we live at.com, shout out to because we live at.com. They are, that's a website, clothing, clothing line. They also do some records. They did, uh, you know, record with Mass Ace, um, as, as, you know, as we did too. Um, they reached out to me and I was actually in, um, I remember I was in New Zealand at the time. They reached out and they were like, uh, you know, we, you know, we really like your stuff and, uh, you know, maybe I'll put something together, uh, if you were to work with somebody else that you haven't worked with yet, who are some artists that you want to work with? So I kind of like gave him like a short little list. And like Lords Underground has always been like one of my favorites growing up. That's just been one of my groups, man. So I'm like, I threw it out there, you know? And he's like, all right, bet. And um, so he comes back to me. He's like, maybe like a couple, few days later, he's like, I spoke to do it all funky. He's like, I, I, I could put a track together with y'all if you, if you want to do it for a compilation. I'm like, all right, cool. And actually, I remember I was, and he's like, yeah, he's like, um, they want to hear the beat. And I was, I was like out of the country for like two weeks, but I, I know I brought, um, like my machine and I brought my laptop. So actually I remember my, my family had gone, they went out, they were like doing whatever, like on an excursion and stuff. And I stayed back and actually I remember making that beat in New Zealand while <laughs> they went out. So like, and I hit it with that beat that night. Um, and they liked it. So I, they uh, they jumped on the track, and then it was supposed to be a compilation that they were going to put out through the the site. But then, I don't know, some things happened. So th- this was like maybe like a year and a half ago, two years ago. So that that's how long ago we did the track. So then we were coming out this album, and um, I reached out to the guy. I'm like, yeah, I know, I don't know if you're ready to put this out. And I'm like, we got this album coming out. This would fit out. This would fit perfect. Um, and so they basically allowed us to 
put it out on the album. I told you know I rep for them. If you watch the video, we're wearing the um, because we live it shirts. I mentioned because we live it in in, in the in the song. Uh, so we rep the family. It's dope clothes too, by the way. Not just you know I wasn't just wearing you know to please if y'all go out check out because we live it. Very good quality. Very good quality, quality clothes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and that's and that's that's how that song came to be. It was just like all these these things were aligned. And it's worked out. Dope, dope. And to my to my understanding, you got all of the members right on the track. We, well, we got we got do it all, and we got funky. So we got the two main MCs. Got it. Um, we had a different DJ. They have Lord Jazz. We got uh, DJ C Reality, which is our DJ uh, when we do shows and our man, and he uh, he laid the cuts down on the track. Dope, dope, dope. Man, thanks for for breaking that down, man. I I didn't know, I would have never thought it was just a dream of yours. Like, yo, I want to work with them. And Dude, that's you, how it if, if you go back and listen to all, all our projects, are just like all the songs are like bucket lists. MCs, like everybody really? we always wanted to work with. Like we're like run. I'm just, I, I'm trying to think of like who are, there's other people. Of course, we want to work with, but it's amazing who we've been able to work with and get on and. It's it, yeah, it's been amazing looking back. Like I, I was just telling, like I was saying, if I can go back to like my 16 year old self and let him know all the people that I work with now, <laughs> I mean, I'll be like, no way, wow. <laughs> you know? Yeah, like y'all got Craig G on there too, which is dope. Um, like speaking of that bucket list, like how much more of the bucket list do you have to go? <laughs> I'll, I'll always be somebody. It's gonna always be somebody. Okay. Yeah. Love a lot. Well, I mean, we we are selective though. Like you know, it's, right. It's, because because our uh, collaboration is, is is magic, we need to, you know, make sure that the elements that we work with are conducive to our style. I mean, we have had cases where, you know, we got a guest verse from somebody, and it was like, nah, just it doesn't fit. You that know, ha- so- that happened. I'm not. Yeah, we're not going to name names, but we had a big name, right? The past album, and they sent us a verse, and yeah, it just it did not fit our style, um, subject matter. And also, we, we, we didn't go with it. It's just because yeah. it, it did fit for us. Got yeah. it, got it. Is there anyone out there that you guys would, if you guys had to say now, like, like as artists that you would like to, that's still, that like, I guess what's remaining on that bucket list? Is this, like, a couple names that you, you still haven't gotten a chance to work with that you would care to share? I'll answer that first. I think, um, for me, I've been in this game a long time. Um, I'm not really, st- I mean, I, I consider a lot of, you know, brothers, my peers. I mean, even though like they were rhyming years ahead of me, like the fact that we, we've done tracks with people and we're good friends with them. It's like, you know, whoever comes, that's cool. But I'm, I'm not really like, yo, yo, we're doing a track with so-and-so because I know that I know what we bring to the table. We're still trying to establish the good people as our own entity. You know what I'm saying? But having these uh legends and um really experienced mcs on our projects man it only adds to you know our building because it's like yo they did a track with so and so and like you know we've had seller dwellers we've had sadat x we've had uh dj eclipse i'm just throwing names out right right all these names are significant in hip-hop shabam shadik gangsta rap martyr like heavyweight mcs you know and and we've had the chance to work with them definitely, and everything that has turned out to be pretty damn good. <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Yo. So, um, I want to ask, um, let me see. I want to go back to, 
some of the music on the album. Like I said, I'm going to be going through not every track, but most of the tracks on this album. Um, I don't know how much of like my, you know, my recent shows you guys have gotten to see, but like I really like to tap into the body of work, especially the most recent body of work and really just getting through the lyrics and the subject matter and the themes. So, um, Emski, you have a line on that same song, Good Lord, where you say, out of control, in the pocket, with the verbal and mastery, is how it has to be. With me and my man, Saint, it's more than a passion. It's a way of living, given this. Never want to be on a whack or bull-ishing list. <laughs> right? When you say it's more than a passion, it's a way of living. Can you expound more on what you mean by that line? Um, everything that you hear us, any rhyme that you hear us spit is something from real life. Um, and I think basically I'm just saying like, you know, you have to be real. I mean, a lot of brothers like to put words together and that's cool. But I think when you actually speak to certain things directly, um, it hits nerves with people because it's like, yo, like that's real. I went through that. You know what I mean? Um, I think that's that's what we're trying to do, man. Is just you know, keeping that. Does that make sense? No, that makes a lot of sense, man. Thank you. Yeah, I I I get it, man. Like, um, it, it's important to, you know, speak to what's true to you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, um, I wanted to also ask about. Um, the one of my favorite songs on the album is called No Sweat. It, it might be, it might be my number one song on the album, even though there's like a lot that I really like. But I just like the overall vibe of this song. Um, and I know there's, uh, how you say, a uniformity to a degree in terms of what you guys are talking about. But I want to give y'all a chance to kind of talk about what this song, at the core, is about and what inspired it. Well, I, I'm, glad, I'm glad you mentioned because, yeah, not too many people talk. It's actually, that's one of my favorite songs in the album, too. Uh, a lot of people don't really talk about it. Um, so we had in, in the, what's that, in the, the hook, we had um, AG, right? Um, was, was he saying? Um, I oh, I'm trying to remember exactly what it says in the hook. I'm forgetting but, uh, the actual, the, the, the way the hook goes. I just know that this is. This this record it, it just one is one of the like major standouts for me. Uh, let me see if I, I can. Oh, I, th I think you know with some of the stuff we were, we were talking. I know like Emski was kind of talking about it, and he was mentioning this before. Some of the things that mentioned the songs about like we are we are good people. We you know we cool with chill, but you, you, there's a line that could be crossed with us. So recognize that you know. Amen. We ain't soft. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you mentioned well, you know well, a lot. Of you, you know what? I, I'll even say, um, remember how De La Soul was perceived back in the day? Like, mm. you know, they were oddballs and you were like, yo, and then they had to come out and say, yo, you know, we're all about peace and love, but you don't want to throw no joints. So it's just like, we just put that out there because the good people, when you say it good, it flows off the tongue. The good people. 
right. you know, and it makes it makes it makes it seem like everything's okay. Everything is okay until it's not. So we try to keep it on the good. You know what I mean? Yeah, because yeah. you know when people talk about our music, it's like, oh, it's it's so it's every, it always feels so good. It so feels right. so good. It's so bouncy. This now, like yeah, that's right. good. but and it, but it, that's yeah. I guess the production wise. But if you listen to the lyrics, there's a lot there's a lot of serious stuff that yeah M speaks about in the songs and a lot of different subject matters that like. Okay, yeah, you know, it's got it's got like a some of it might have a bouncy feel, but don't don't take don't take it too lightly. A lot of the stuff that that, that we and, and a lot of the punchlines have two and three, like they have multiple meetings. It's, it's crazy the way I write, but um yeah, man, we we're on our own lane and you know, the response on this uh, greater good album has been amazing. Um people are going crazy over the single, the uh, Good Lords joint, but we just keep working, man. It's like, you know, look you're only as good as your last release, you know, because, you know, especially now, everybody does everything. You know, if you do something now and you're sitting there gloating about it for, you know, two, three weeks, you know, somebody else hungry is bam, right back at it, putting something else out. You know what I'm saying? So you got to keep yourself in the eye. And I think um, we, we got more in the stash too, man. We're, we're, we're constantly working. So, nice. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, the 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 hook is kind of like a. I think it's like some cuts over some like vocals. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like vocal. Drop, yeah, like you drop vocals yeah. on it. Uh, it was like the AGs, like um, I'm a cool cap. I never sweat that. Yeah, to my squad. You'll forget that. Whatever it was, you know, um, with yeah. the Eric Sermon sample in there too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Eric Sermon sample. Yep, yep. You got beef with my squad. You better that's, dead that's, that. that. Exactly. Yeah, that's what it yeah, yeah. Like it, you know. I, that's another thing I wanted to ask y'all too. Like, um, I noticed that there are some tracks where Saint may be singing, M. Ski may be doing the hooks, like in a rap form, and then there's just some tracks where it's just you know sample vocals with cuts. Um, like, how do y'all figure out which tracks fit that vibe or fit that approach? Cause this this works for the no sweat track, right? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I guess I can say it works because I haven't heard it no other way. But like, really, like, based on what the outcome is, like, it works, and I like it. That's why it's you one know, of my favorite. You know, you know what I'm thinking? You know what it comes down. If you hear a track of ours that has vocals samples in the hook that are just placed and not cut up, that's basically me DJing the hook. And I don't DJ or scratch, so there's no scratching. <laughs> it's basically what it is. Like I'll come up with this hook, but like I'm not, I'm not a DJ, so and I, 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 I know my lane. So um, sometimes I'll just, I'll, I'll place it, I place it on the track, and I'm like, this sounds dope as it is. It don't really have to be, these, these words don't have to be cut up on it. Yeah. Oh word! Wow. Okay. That's actually how. It, that's actually how it turns out. And then there's some tracks, a lot, a lot of the tracks we hear are like. There's got to be cuts on this. There's got to be cuts. So we'll go out, reach out to somebody, and we'll kind of give them an idea of what we're looking for. And they'll come up with samples that they scratch up, or we'll throw, we'll give them some samples. Like, and we like to give them, they like, you know, they're an artist themselves. So we want them to kind of go freely on on how they want to rock over right. the track or the hook. But like, we're picturing this is this is scratches on this hook, or I mean, I, I think a lot of times the vocal hook stuff is through Emski. He, he goes in the studio and puts it in. I guess he just it just sparks. His mind, he's exactly. Like, I got, yeah. I got this hook. I got, I got to, I got to mm-hmm. put that out. And then, I mean, yep. it occasionally happens to me, like the, like on, on the greater good with this. Like while I was making the beat, 
I'm like, I'm like, 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 like I can hear a singing that sounds like that, and then I kind of put words to it, and I like, and I sang over it. So it just it's stuff that just comes to us. It's really organic. Dope, it dope. You know, yeah. when I think about it, I feel like there's no track on this album where you guys go to a, a like a, a featured vocalist <laughs> for the hooks. I feel like you all. I could be wrong. But I mean, I could be wrong based on what I've heard. Like, I feel like every track, if there is a hook, is either one of y'all doing it. You know, the featured the featured yeah. vocalists are the DJs. On, right? On yeah, basically. but but that's what yeah. I mean. Like, you know, you don't have like a like a, a like a female vocalist coming in and singing the hook. Like, you guys take take care of that. I mean, that's yeah. that's that's a possibility. Like we. We haven't talked about that in a while, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, that, you know, I, I work in a place where, you know, things are starting to open back up, and I, I'm able to meet a lot of performers, and uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, I'll find somebody. And actually, I, I, I just remembered. I remember I met this girl last year. Her name is Amira B. She can, she's incredible. But I, you know, I would love to work with her. But you know, the pandemic hit and everything. Right. But yeah, I mean, me between me and Saint, we always usually do it. But you know, because we're kind of rising and expanding, you know, I could I could definitely you know see somebody coming in no, and I doing think something. We've done some things in the past too. It's, you know, Honey Lara Shell has sang yes. a song. Yes. Um, yes. I my first time I had Vinny Mojica. Uh, we, we we've worked with people, yeah. Yeah. but um, you know what? It, you know, I kind of keep in the back of my mind. A lot of people that we talk about how how our stuff is kind of light and bouncy, and. I don't like. I don't want to take offense to it, but I'm like, I don't want it to get sound too soft. I don't want it to get like cross the line R and B, like too R and B ish. No, no, I, that's a, we, I think we ride that line. I mean, that's the that's the magic. Like we ride that line of, yo, it's not gutter street, but I can rock with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of a silly way of thinking. Yeah. I think right. that's why I don't run out and try to get a female singer on tracks. I don't want. Okay. Uh, I'll be careful to cross that line too far. But it, it gives me the vibe of, like, tribe. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I never think, like, straight R&B. You know what I mean? Like, it's hip-hop. Yeah. And hip-hop... Straight R&B. Straight R&B. <laughs> straight R&B. <laughs> now, the point, if it's done, it, it really has to be done right. Nah, and yeah. I think you guys do it right. Yeah. Dope, dope. So, um, going back to the song No Sweat. At the close of the song, there's a skit where a guy is pretty much ranting about rap music, saying that the genre takes no talent to make. It's basically like rap in general sucks. Like, what was your purpose of having this skit at the end of the track? Like, it kind of was random. I wasn't even expecting it to come on. Like, it's my favorite track on the album, and, like, this guy just starts talking about how rap sucks at the end. Like, yeah, talk to me about that. Yeah, why'd you put that? I, there? I think I thought it was it was funny to have. You know, I was flipping through something on the internet and I came across this kid doing this rant, and I, he rants off like twenty minutes. <laughs> he probably he, this dude probably has no idea he's on this album. And, and, <laughs> no clue. So he he just ranting on, and I'm watching this. I'm looking at. It, I'm like, I'm I'm like, this is this is great. I'm like, you know, coming come from his, what he's saying and coming, and I'm like, you know, and, and, and some of the other stuff as he goes on, I'm like, I kind of agree with you on some of this stuff, you know, <laughs> he's saying, you know, with, with, you know yes. talking about the way rap is and stuff. So yeah. I thought it was kind of funny if it, it's it's almost like juxtaposed where you just came out of a hot, dope beat track 
and then like this this kind of like um elevator music kind of pops on and this dude just complaining about hip-hop okay. like how, how it sucks and the buzz know, kill everything, guy everything everything that's wrong with it after you just came out of a really dope track <laughs> and I, I think and i think it is parts of it i just listened to it and it's just it's just funny it was funny to me <laughs> you know, I don't know if anybody else was gonna find it. No, I think it's hilarious. He didn't tell me he was gonna put it on there, and I was listening to the album, and I was like, "Oh, this is this is brilliant. I love it." What's the feedback been like? Uh, you know, from like listeners about you know that particular track and that skit coming at the end. Like, you know, what I, I've I've only heard from a few people that are like, "Yo, that's hilarious. Like, what what okay. is that?" You know, because like I said, it, I I placed the the music under him, and I think him talking and it just adds to it it's like this like light like have, have happy music you know elevator music and him just complaining how hip-hop sucks it's just got it got it <laughs> it's playing a guitar is hard <laughs> it's just obviously from somebody who just doesn't get it awesome right, 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 right. complain about it and it's it, that's and i love i just it's just funny to me to hear people yeah. just yeah. don't get it act like experts it's also it's funny when you think about the the name of the track. It's called No Sweat, and like what you guys are talking about, and it's almost like y'all are like, I, I ain't sweating the, the small stuff. And then he comes on, and it's, it's like, kinda, a, yeah, it's kind of making fun of ourselves a little bit, right. you know, not, okay. not taking it too serious. We can do that, you know, not taking it too serious, right? Mm -hmm. Right. You know, like there's some serious, serious stuff that goes on the album. But you gotta have fun too. Got it. Right. Got it. Speaking of fun, um, I thought it was really cool that you um, you guys um, had DJ Ace on the Ace and Two Kings track where yeah, um, he pretty much gets like a solo track minus like your rap vocal saint on the track. Like he really just shines on that. Can you talk about your reasoning for giving DJ Ace, you know, that shine on that track with his scratches and, you know, being able to display himself? on that song. well I, I saw him on the um on the instagram and i was like yo and i was just bugged out because he's a lieutenant he's like a real live lieutenant new york city police department lieutenant who's a dope ass hip-hop dj and i saw him on instagram i was like yo this is incredible so i was like yeah i thought about it you know especially with today's hip-hop like i referred to earlier a lot of stuff is very uh slow head nodding it's not really you know uh, not happy but just more lively where you know joints hip-hop joints back in the day you know cutting and live cutting it added a, an element to the to the beat and i was like you know what nobody has done a dj track in a while i said you know what let me just see if he'll just agree to do this track so i just reached out to him he's like yeah let's go bam and you know i just i just decided okay well we're not gonna have just have him cutting i said look i'll do a couple of bars uh saint you do a couple of bars and then we'll just map out, okay, give him this section, this section, this section. Sent it to him. He, he knocked, it, knocked it out of the park. That was it. Yeah, if you notice, and he's cutting up all lines from our past songs. Yeah. Whether it's lines that we've said, it's it's guests. Dope. I sent him just like in, I don't know how long, like a half an hour's worth of just like acapella stuff. Yeah. Just lines cut up that he could like go through. Um, so we're making sure that, you know, he's not going to be scratching up the same things other DJs mm -hmm. scratching up. And he's right. it's kinda like him showcasing some of the stuff we've done in the past on the track with his cuts. I've actually, I knew, I knew of DJ Ace from like, from a few years back. Yeah, like he kind of came on the scene. I mean, I think like his first thing was there was like a party 
I remember this like maybe it was like on the news years ago, like some kind of party, and then like he came on the decks at, to DJ, and like people are like this cop, like in his uniform, like didn't expect it, and he kills it. Yeah. So like it was like people didn't expect it, and then I think that's that's maybe how he kind of came to fame, and like people start to get to know him. Um, but he, like he's a serious DJ. Um, but yeah, he, and he's a very good dude too. He did a phenomenal job. Yeah, he's a great guy. Dope, dope, man. Um, on the track nightlife. Emski, you reminisce on what it was like prior to this, you know, pandemic to be able to go to parties and not have to worry about COVID, you know, and all the stuff that comes with the social distancing. How has the pandemic impacted your viewpoint on how we engage as a culture and as a music community moving forward? Just listen to the album. <laughs> The whole album basically was written during the pandemic when, you know, uh, as, as a black man, you have that other guy that was president. Uh, I had to wake up to that every day. I have a nine-year-old autistic son. You deal with that. You deal with so many other elements. And it's like you're in the middle of a pandemic and then, you're, then there's life all around you, you know. And I basically wrote a lot of stuff to stay sane because like that... I go inside my mind and I'm just, I'm writing how I'm feeling. I'm writing about different things that are on my mind. You know what I'm saying? So, um, I just basically wrote about everything I was going through during the pandemic and the nightlife thing, you know, I, nobody knew what was going to happen. I mean, we, we had with that other guy, we had gone so far down the rabbit hole. Nobody knew nobody, there was, nobody was in control. It's like, what does the future hold? So when I wrote this joint, you know, there was still a lot of uncertainties. Um, and I was like, yo, I don't really think that we're ever going to get be able to get back a lot of maskless people, super spreader events during that time period. So I was like, yo, I'm going to just write a joint about how it used to be. Now, obviously, fast forward, you know, people get vaccinated. We're moving forward. You know, the spots are starting to open back up. But that was basically the premise of that nightlife joint. And shout out to Mikey D, the legend. Mikey D, he um he blessed us with a verse on that too, um but yeah, I was just talking about how it was a chance to just kind of throw a, an ode to you know how parties used to be when people used to go out and dance. Mm -hmm. Now people go out and stare, stare at their phones. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's kind of like a double meaning, like before the pandemic and before like you know when we used to really party. That's what that was about. Dope, dope. Um. I wanted to ask you guys, as, as you were explaining that, like, what, what was, like, the time frame of the recording of this album? Because, as you said, things are starting to open up, you know, more now. But I'm assuming that this project might have been recorded, like, in this crux of the pandemic, right? Like, 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 what, what, like, give me the time frame that you guys started recording this to, like, when you guys completed it. Saying you might want to handle this, I don't even, I don't even have a timeline on that. It basically, it's lasted the. It was like the beginning of the pandemic until, wow, uh, until what March before we we probably like wrapped the album up like March April before we dropped it in June. So yeah, the whole album was just all about, and that's why it was it was like kind of impossible to go through the album and not mention COVID. It's, you know, COVID's mentioned a few times throughout the album, but like it had to be because that's. That's what, every, that's what was going on. Every every time we're working on an album, we're talking about what's going on in the world. Obviously, right. that's the biggest thing that's going on. Right. And I thought about it 
uh, while we were doing it. I'm like, I don't know how, you know, to be honest, I don't know how well it's going to age. You may, you may go, you know, 10 years from now and, you know, we're, we're doing COVID topics and either people are going to look back and like, you know, I, I'm not, I don't really know how I feel or they're, or they're going to be reminiscent. It's going to take them back to this time mm. of when they were going through it. I'm not sure how that's going to pan out. Maybe do both. I don't know. But, um, it, it had to, it had to be touched on because that that's what we were going through. I mean, right. this is like the biggest thing like in our lifetimes that we, we've ever seen. Well, um, I, well, I think it'll it'll stand the test of time because everybody was in the same situation. You know, yeah. most people. I mean, everybody has different situations within their own households. But I'm just saying, during a pandemic, a lot of people were facing the same the same circumstances. So um, the references that we have on this album. Well, somebody, a lot of people will always be able to relate about what happened during that time period. Right, right, right. You know, and another project that y'all put out, um, and I mentioned it earlier, was the Fallback Project, which was really, really dope. It was just, it was an EP, you know, it wasn't as much tracks. Um, but I really liked that as well. Like, talk to me a little bit about how, um, like, how did that project come together and was um, the greater good, like, already in the process of creation with that? Like, how did how did y'all put that out knowing that the greater good was going to be coming out next or followed up with? Like, yeah. Well, we, first off, first off, shout to Sharda Analog Bastard. Yep. The, that's who we did the, the right. project with. Go ahead, Saint. So I would say we came out a single, I don't remember what the date was, but. Uh, it was in September. I can't remember the exact date, though. What, what was this? No, the single. It was before. The, it was um. What was the single we came out with? Um, with the uh, with the it's fight dog hook. No, no, no. Before that, the EP, the fight dog hook with the video with the with the, the animation. Oh, um, hear, uh, hear me out. Hear me out. Yeah, hear me out. So we did hear me out. Um, and I feel like that was kind of like the start of, um, of this album. Of the greater good we, we we did that and then we started working on um the fallback ep with short airline bastard and so i felt like it was kind of like the album's going to be put on pause for a little bit so that we put that out as a single and i started working on the fallback um he hit us with like six seven joints uh so he did all the production on that and so it was almost like we kind of paused we did that we went into mm -hmm. that and then from there we were we were back into to this album um, but you know, it's just, it's like just creativity. It's if you're in the moment and something comes along and you have a plan, you're doing this, but artistically and something like sparks something else and he came with something else and came with different beats. We're like, Oh no, nah, I'm in the mood for this. I want to go and do this. Right. We went and did that. What was the purpose of the fallback? Let's say short analog bastard. Who's he's, I guess, He's a, he's a dope producer, but also, I guess, you know, he's a fan of the good people as well. Um, he wanted to do something with us. I know he went mm -hmm. through MSKI and we were talking about it. Uh, so it was really just almost like a, a production album for Shaw to Analog mm -hmm. for us to help showcase that and, and you know, spit on, on his on his tracks. And then we put the EP together. Dope, dope. Who's MSKI? Yeah, he 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 jumped off, but he'll he'll join back. Don't worry, Emski, we'll we'll have you back. But I'll continue on with um with Saint. Yeah, thanks. I I just wanted to ask about the fallback because um, you know that's a project that um 
I really liked as well. Um, but you know, going back to, I see we have Emski back. Oh, you're back. I don't know what happened. <laughs> it's My all good. Don't worry about down. it. You, you're back. Weird. Okay. Straight <laughs> up a little bit. Yeah. So, um, I wanted to also ask about um the track, or I think this yeah the song called Fire, featuring our Craig G on the Greater Good album. Um, say we hear you on the hook. I feel like you're you know like I said you're on a number of the hooks, either rapping or singing. You know, um, like how do you know which tracks you're gonna sing over? Versus like rapping over. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, I usually we we choose uh, as we're doing it, uh, doing the songs, what the the format, what's going to happen. Like I'm, I don't rhyme on every song. I'm not like Emski's the main MC of the group, mm-hmm. and I, I look at it that way. And I was, I, I kind of explain it and I, I describe it as like a Pete Rock and CL smooth dynamic, where you know, right. Pete was the, was the was the producer, but he he jump on tracks too and rhyme a little bit. And that's kind of like how we are, you know? So some tracks I know I'm not going to be uh, putting a verse down on, but something I hear something in it, and, I, and it's more like I want to be kind of involved in it and I have an idea. So then that that's how usually I end up on the hooks mm-hmm. on, some, on some of the songs. Um, and just, you know, I'll just sit with the track. I'll listen to the beat. A lot of times it's the, the verses. When I'm, when I'm doing the hook, the verses are put down already. Um, and it's whatever speaks to me. You know, mm. sometimes, especially uh, something is maybe a little more melodic. I'll hear I'll hear something in my you know some some type of tones or or type of notes in my head that I can hear going over that beat. Sometimes I'm just like, nah, this is I just got to speak something over this beat. And we and we rarely disagree. Like when one of one of us has an idea and we put it down, that's what it is. Dope, dope. So that's even more crazy. Yeah. Yo, that's what's up, man. That's. That's special, like, cause that's that's hard to to come by, even consistently. You know what I mean? So, um, and I, we're both Met fans, so I don't know if that has anything to do. With it. <laughs> Could be right. Could be. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask, uh, Saint, like, um, I noticed that, um, like I said, most of your music, like, either has like that jazz, you know, a lot of jazz samples. I I noticed, like. But um, I wanted you to kind of talk about like what speaks to you consistently in terms of the samples that you're looking for when you're making your beats and stuff. What is what is that universal sound that you're looking for, if 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 there is one? I was I was speaking on this recently. I have some kind of like strange unwritten rules when it comes to the sampling. Like I you know there was I, I try not to sample anything past 1980. I feel like that's too recent. So I'm looking for, for older records. Uh, I'm looking in, in certain genres. Um, I'm looking. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of Fender Rhodes. So I'm looking on back of records, finding if there's Fender Rhodes on. I'm usually checking it out. Uh, but then sometimes I'll find something else on there that doesn't have actually Fender Rhodes on, and I'll sample it anyway. But um, I'm, I'm really into melodies mm. and songs. Um, you know, some people are. I, you know, some of the some producers are, I think they're into more rhythm. And it's funny because I can say I'm coming from like a drummer background. So like, they, you know, it'll just, some they'll do a beat and just kind of things are chopped up and it's one note. And it's a little, that's a little boring to me. I'm, I'm really, I, I try to put these melodies together mm-hmm. on top of tracks. And sometimes when I'm listening to samples, 
these just certain one note that comes in right after a previous note. Something just I just hear it. Mm. I'm like, yes, <laughs> like that that right there. And then I'm, I'm gonna build. I'm gonna build on that. Dope, dope. What about like um, like vocal samples? Like I don't know if I hear that much in your music. Like you know how people would chop up vocal samples. And that becomes like the melody for certain. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that something that you kind of stay away from, or like, what's your what's your take on on vocal samples? Um, I like I like vocal samples as kind of like a garnish, as as a little extra on the beat. I don't like. I wouldn't. I don't really wouldn't do too much probably for a complete beat that that a vocal sample. And honestly, I, I don't really know the reason why. Maybe, maybe it's I like I just like instruments over over vocals. Maybe, yeah. Well, it's an interesting question. Actually, I never really thought about it. Um, why I don't really make complete vocal beats? Um, it just doesn't speak to me. It's it's it speaks to me as some. I like it on on top of instruments, but not on its own. That's cool. That's cool. That's that's all good, man. Like, uh, it just came to mind that you know I figured I ask about it. Um, Emski, I don't think I've ever told you this before, like obviously in the last interview, but um when I think about your music, um you your your style is very reminiscent of Large Pro when he spits. How much of his music or the people that come from his ilk are you inspired by? Um, it's funny that you mentioned Large Professor because um, I was I was compared to him and KRS One because I used to rhyme really hard when I went back in like the, or the late eighties, early nineties. I sounded exactly like KRS One, so it's like wow. KRS and Large Pro. I'll take it. Um, but I mean, look, I've I've not taken. I mean, listen, hip hop is hearing and formulating what you've heard into your own. Um, I've taken a little bit from my whole journey of knowledge through hip hop. You know, I was I came up through uh, Jazzy J, um, Africa Bambata, uh, Red Alert, Kiss FM. Like I came up through that, you know, saying and then through the 80s and then through the 90s. So I've just taken a little bit of, of everything that hip hop has chosen, has, has chosen to teach me. And um, I've just made it into into my own, man. Yeah, but it's and- good to be compared to those people. Yeah, and I mean, I, I say it not to, you know, say that you exactly sound like him, you know. Of course not, no. It's right. just really the inspiration. It sounds like the inspiration is there, uh, but you have your own sound. Um, but, like, when I think about it, it's like, like, when I first heard you, I was like, I didn't, I didn't think Large Pro immediately, right? But I was like, I know this sound, and I like this sound. And then <laughs> I thought about it more, and I'm like, somebody else sounds like this. And I got to Large Pro and I was like, yeah, it's extra P. So I just wanted to ask you that uh, because it's so apparent in what I hear. I don't know if if everyone else hears that, but I definitely hear it. But I think like Large Pro is one of the greats, man. Like, um, so that's that's dope. Yeah, that is. And and we had him on our Good For Nothing album. Dope, dope, dope. Yeah, yeah. Let's tell tell you the story about how he, he was, I think he was supposed to do a track, right? Wasn't he supposed to do a track and then for the Good For Nothing album? And then yeah, went- I, I, I reached out to him. So when we were working on the Good For Nothing album, we worked on, we'd make a track, we'd make beats. And then I was thinking like, who else would sound dope on this? 
Um, and so I made this beat and I just heard, I heard large pro on this beat. So I reached out to him and, um, he liked it. He liked the beat. Uh, he, he got on it. He rhymed on it. He's like, yo, he's like, um, like you want me to, I could do like, I, you want me to make a beat? I can make a beat as well. Uh, you know, and, and so for, you know, for the album, and I was like, in my mind, I'm like, no, nah, nah, I, want, I, want I want you to rhyme on this. I'm like, I think you'll sound, you'll sound dope on this. He's like, no, nah, I like the, he's like, no, nah, I like the beat. He's like, you know, I, I, if you want, I can do the beat as well. So then he, he does, he, he, spit, he spits on, you know, he does the track, and then like afterwards, I thought about, it, I'm like, yo, I just passed up on a large pro beat. <laughs> like, he's, it'll come around again. What up, the large pro? All right, let's do oh this. My God. <laughs> You know, as you're talking about, like, Large Pro and, and, you know, getting the beat, you know, passing up on the beat, it made me think about the, um you know, the the Fallback EP, like, being that it was, you know, you guys put it out last year. How much of the beats from that did you guys, did you guys consider at any point, like, I could use one of these shard beats for the Greater Good album? Like, did that ever cross? Well, you know what, when we, this, you, this usually, if you notice, usually what happens is, a lot of our EPs are with other producers, okay, and it's me, and it's me rhyming more than usual. On right, them. Right. It's like it, it, we kind of share MC duties on, on on these EPs with other producers, and then when it, when it's time to do the full album, I don't know, call me selfish, whatever. I usually produce the whole thing. I like that the album's a different animal. I could dig it I exactly. Dig it. <laughs> so, and, and like then it goes back to the good people formula. That ah, we, okay, yep. and, that, and that's what the albums are. Right. Word. I'm gonna be honest with you though. Even though I knew that the fallback EP was produced by Shar, it sounded like a good people project. I mean, being something that was produced by you. So I think you guys have mastered y'all sound to a degree where even if you work with a different producer, it still kind of works. Like maybe the chemistry just works for I what we're you, used man, to. It's magic. <laughs> I think also, I mean, I would guess. I mean, I'm thinking maybe some of these producers. We did we did something with Milk Crate. We did an EP with them. Um, when it comes to doing stuff with other people, we have a certain sound, and they probably will tailor some of their stuff mm. that be a good people. They know what a good people track sounds like, you know, and they're giving maybe. us that, that type of sound. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. So es Emski, um, on the song underdogs you give some words of encouragement at the end of the first verse where you say there are many angles to try but just know you're gonna win in the end from the drive and the will to stay determined when you think about your victories that you've accomplished throughout your life what has helped you to stay determined in order to experience those victories uh my son boston um, like I said, he has autism, so it, that's been, you know, a, a very, very special challenge in my life, but it's, it's taught me so many things about, uh, how to even deal with people on the outside. And I just take a lot of the things that my son has taught me, taking care of a, of a challenged child and just spreading it into everyday life. And I think it's, it's helped me in so many different ways. Being more patient, I have to be patient with my son. You know what I'm saying? So I've developed more to be more balanced and have patience with people, but still, you know, give that go ahead if I need to, like to put the pressure on. So 
I don't know. I would I would say my nine year old son is is the cause of a lot of things. Wow, man, that's that's dope, man. That's deep. So speaking about your son, uh, the track on the move, you um, Emski, you talk about looking out for your son so he could be a better spectrum, right, and enjoy security and protection. Right. You also talk about his half black complexion, and um, you know what comes with you know, that living in this society. What does fatherhood protection look like for you in these days and times? Um, wow. Um, it's, it's, it's multi-pronged because, you know, not only do you have to, to teach, but you also have to lead. And there's, there's a difference between teaching and leading. Um, and there, there's so many elements of, like, like I said, with my son, it's like there's so many things that I have to do for him first, but it has to fit into my life. So it's all about lanes. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's as, as best as I can describe it. It's all about, I, I find life isn't easy by any stretch, <laughs> you know? But when you learn to have patience and you have knowledge of self, you know yourself, you know you are true to yourself and you know yourself, everything around you becomes that much more clearer. I mean, that's how I live. And that's, that's a lot of the stuff that comes out of my lyrics. Dope, dope. And thank you for, for sharing that. Um, one of the dopest tracks on the album is The Knock. It's such a upbeat, uplifting track. I feel like this track just exemplifies what the good people are about. Um, like what got y'all in the vibe to actually produce this record, The Knock? Saint hates this track. Really? <laughs> no, 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 wait. You know what? I'm gonna tell you. I I um I like the original um Shout to Loose Ends. I like the original. Um there was a version that just had the the strings, and I was like, Saint, I love this song. Can you flip this? And, you know, he's like, ah, I'm not really, you know, whatever. It's, you know, I kept bugging him about it. Yo, come on, man. Can you flip that sample? Oh, yeah, all right, cool. You know, I'll get to it. So when he finally did it, I was like, yo, this is banging. And he still didn't like it. Um, but I, I love it. It's one of my favorite tracks because it's not a serious. We do a lot of semi-serious records, right? I kind of figured, look, we're from New York. We're from the 90s. Let me do a, a, a nice little like Bentley's track. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, go out, throw a, throw a little jacket on. You know what I'm saying? Go out in your car. Don't worry about nothing. You know, we're talking about a lot of serious stuff, the greater good. But at the same time, right? You know, we want you to just not knock it in the whip, knock it in the club. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Talk to me, Saint. What 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 was your challenge with this yeah. track? I'm what? surprised, by the way. About the track, yeah, he he came to me with this sample, and I like that's not a sample or, or or type of track that I I would I would probably would have flipped otherwise on my own. That's something I don't know. It's something about that. It's cool, but maybe in my production style, it just didn't grab me. Um, but there's there's been things in the past that's kind of I've kind of gone out of my lane, out of the box. Emski had ideas, and you know that's about. You know, being a group and compromising and doing things each other wants. Uh, like we had this track called New York about New York, 
and um, he wanted a certain type of beat. And it really wasn't something like the type of thing I was doing. He's like, let's try this. Is what I, you know, I want you to do. You know, it's just this kind of feel, this idea. But I did it. And, I, it, and actually, I like I like that song. That that's dope. How, how it came out. But so this is one of those songs where it's it's like um, this is almost like M. Ski producing through me. Mm-hmm. Uh, type of thing, you know, like he. <laughs> Like I, I was his instrument to, to to make this beat that that he that he wanted. That's what's one of those songs. But let me just add on to that by saying that to to attest to Saint's greatness, every time I've asked him to make a beat and he didn't like it, it turned out to be a banger. So go figure. Ah, so that might also be a, a part of your greatness too, right, Emski? Huh? <laughs> yeah. No, he he he'll, I guess you know he hears things I don't hear some things. So I gotta I gotta trust him on it. <laughs> that's dope that y'all have that kind of relationship where you guys could um trust each other's in terms of opinions and then the tracks end up you know having such a dope outcome well we're music lovers and appreciators right and you know when you have those a combination of that too those two it's it's this it's a no-brainer like you go come up with something dope 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 so um the last track um uh I think it's called Grown or something like that. Is am I at a, yeah. Um talk to me a little bit about this track and why you guys chose to close out the album with this track. Go ahead, Saint. Um I if you listen to the, the album, it get it was kind of like um yeah, so it kind of starts off like kind of smooth and it, it, then it gets a, it gets a, a little bit grittier with with six shooter. Um, some of the tracks as you go on into the album, and then I wanted to kind of go out with something a little more jazzy, a little more smooth. Um, and if you know, we had an album. Um, actually, it was, it was on um, for good for nothing. It was uh, the last track on that album, kind of left with uh, instrumental playing the vibes. So, so does grown. So it's just kind of like a it's the way to just kind of go out of the album. You know, something a little bit different, instrumental-wise, um, and I thought that that why it would fit best at the end of the album. Dope, dope. Mski, you want to talk about the direction you chose to take it with the lyrics on it on this track, Rome? Um, you know what? Read me some of my lyrics, and I'll tell you. <laughs> oh, I don't know off the bat, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, dude, I'm, I'm so tired. I've been working so much, so I'm like, my brain is kind of shot at the moment, so. I'll just say that, um, you know, when I write, I write from real experiences, um, you know, with witty uh, double meaning punchlines and stuff. But um, it always comes from a place of this is what this is my perspective. This is what I'm going through. I'm going to put it here for you because I do understand the power of music. When you listen to it, um, you could be in a totally different mind space than what I when I wrote it but it will resonate with you on a different plane because it's timeless music and it's stuff that you can relate to musically. Like, listen, we all like to listen to shook ones going to work. You know, you feel hype, you know what I'm saying? Um, That's the effect of music. And I feel with our music, I want it to be kind of like, I definitely wanted to to have love from the streets. Um, But at the same time, I definitely want everyday working people, hard work, people who don't always want the over the top street stuff um 
that's where our stuff meets. And I think, you know, like even Good Lords, just listen, that that track is so hip hop, but still it has a it has a melody to it. You know what I'm saying? Like the good people, man. <laughs> listen, man. Very well said, man. The good people. It was a pleasure talking to y'all. Thank y'all so much for taking the time to just build on this record, man. Like I said, it's such a dope album. Thank and you. um I'm excited to see um, you know, how it continues to be received. Um, before we get out of here, do y'all want to kind of like let the folks know what else might be in store? I know you guys said you guys still got some other stuff that y'all got coming. Um, like what's the, what's the rest of 2021 looking like for the good people music wise, or even if it's just promotion for this project? Well, we got vinyl coming for the good people album soon. Um, CDs potentially. Um, past that, I have um, some solo stuff that I'm, I'm probably just going to drop that I did with the Milk Crate crew sometime this summer. Um, but, you know, good people, music is always in the works, man. Like I said, I'm always writing. When Sink catches inspiration, he sends me the track, and I'm like, all right, bam. You know what? This fits this groove. And like I said, it's magic. A lot of times it, it's the right fit, you know, and then we start constructing who's going to do the hook, uh, who we're going to have on it, you know what I'm saying? So we're in, in between real life, you know what I'm saying? Like, Saints working hard, I'm working hard. We're fathers. We're not just, you know, kids sitting around smoking the hells, talking about, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we're, we're doing it out here in the world. And um, we make time for this music thing. So just think about the greatness of the last album. And I'll say great because I think we've, we've gotten a lot of really good feedback from it. But I think... Um, our best stuff is yet to come. Like we've been around since 2006 mm. and it's been a steady incline. Wow. In the last two years, you know, um, good for nothing. And, and this album here, plus with the fallback, I mean, the fallback EP, we're, we're like this, we're like a plane on the incline. So, you know, just expect bigger and yeah. better things coming next, man. Like, I think you guys hold a special place in terms of what y'all bring. Like, yeah, to, I'll agree to with the you culture. on that. Like mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's. While it may be similar to what we've heard before, it's still different. Like, and it, it's, it's. You don't really hear albums in that way, and you guys keep that consistency. I'm like, you guys. I, I'll say this: you guys just stay true to your name, and that's what your music reflects. Exactly. Um, I wanted to ask you. I saw that you made a post on IG, Emski. Uh, where people were asking you guys to put out the album on CD and you mm -hmm. put a, um, a CDR, <laughs> uh, like a copy of a burnt CDR. <laughs> Is the album really ever going to come out on an, an official CD <laughs> or is that just kind of just digital and maybe vinyl? Go ahead, say. Just to speak on that. Yeah, you know what it is? We're getting a lot of um, people ask, especially outside of the country, I guess, CDs, you know, not so much in the U.S., but outside different countries, are still very popular, and they collect them like vinyl. So that I'm getting a lot of people asking about the CD, and I didn't. I thought that was just kind of a dead format. And I, I yeah. think people, I didn't. I didn't think to do anything with that. I know, you know, we're in the world with vinyl, and we're still in now. We understood the importance of putting out the vinyl, right. uh, but I'm finding out now how important it is to put on CD. People acting really like honestly, like genuinely disappointed, <laughs> and. 
And I, I had people uh, reach out to me when I kind of posted that up, like joking around, like, you want the CD? Boom, there it is. Download it. Yeah, that was cold, man. That was cold, man. And people took like, they, they, yeah, they were like hurt by it. I was, I was like, it's a joke. They didn't think that's serious. They were like, no, nah, really? Come on, you know, seriously? And some, I, remember, I saw some guy, he, he put, I guess there was some Facebook page for like CD collectors. And he posted what I put on there. He's like, yo, let's bomb them on their page and let them know how uh, we need that CD. This is that. I'm like, oh my God, I think it's too serious. Wow. So um, <laughs> I think, I guess the CDs, I, you know, I don't want to disappoint people. Um, so I think the CD will have to probably. And if there's a need for it, you know. <laughs> meet the demand. You got you to gotta meet that demand. The, the, the vinyl's definitely in the work. The vinyl's the coming out. And it looks like we'll have to look into the CD situation as well. I'm surprised that's a still a thing, but yeah, yeah. You know what I think it is with the CDs, um, because I'm a CD buyer too, right? Like, um, you know, um, oh, I don't, so you get it, okay? Yeah, I and but what I say <laughs> is, like, the CDs. So, like, if you're not someone who collects vinyl, and I'm just coming from my perspective. I don't collect vinyl, but I understand the importance of it. I don't have a vinyl player, so me collecting vinyl, it, it's just I, I'd probably just if it's like, like a like a like a, a specialty item that I just want to say I have for like memorabilia purposes, like then I'd get the vinyl. But mm -hmm. I get the CD because I know I can actually play the CD right, or I can convert it to digital. But the other thing about the CD I think that really stands out is the fact that it's like a mini vinyl. And I don't mean in terms of the format. I mean, like, if a CD gets put out and it has the insert with all of the artwork and even the lyrics, and if it's that, then I think it becomes almost just as valuable as a vinyl to someone who likes collecting CDs. Does, it, does that make sense? Yeah, you're, you're selling yeah. putting the CD out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving you my perspective on it, and it's really it's not because of the the disc, right? It's because of the stuff that comes with the disc, which is the insert, the lyrics, the artwork, the fold outs. If CDs are put out in that way, I think people will appreciate it more. I could care less for the CD if it's just going to be, um, you know, just the just the uh, just some. You know what is it yeah, like a sleeve? Yeah, like yeah. But there's another aspect to it too that is like it's tangible. So if it's something that you want to pass on to your kids or something like the physical, the CD is physical that you could say, okay, it's this is a physical product. You know, so those are the aspects of it. Not not that you guys have to go and do a CD, but I'm just giving you <laughs> my perspective. But yeah. But thanks for, for sharing that, man. Yeah. No, no, I got we got to put the CD out now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we'll see, we'll see, man. But yeah, it's listen, coming out man, CD, yeah. It was a pleasure <laughs> talking with y'all. I want to wish y'all continued success. Uh, I'm definitely going to be looking for all the other great stuff that the good people have to offer. Um, any last words y'all want to say to the people? Maybe you want to give them your social media sites or the websites where they can find you guys. I uh, want to thank you first and foremost for, you know, the uh, opportunity to hop on your platform. We appreciate that. Um, you can uh, check us out at thegoodpeople.bandcamp.com. We have these incredible T-shirts. We have the best logo in the world. When you, if you don't, if you've never seen it, when you go to the page, you, when you see it, you'll understand what I'm talking about. Pick up a T-shirt. 
Um, all of our projects pretty much are up on the site since 2006. The good Give me people. The site name again? Com. Huh? Give me the regular site name again. Is it the good people.com? The good people.bandcamp.com. Okay, got it. I'll put up Bandcamp. Okay. Um, also, you can connect with us on Instagram at the good people hip hop. Uh, my personal is at DJ E M S K E E. Uh, Facebook is uh, facebook.com slash the good people NY. Um, and what else? What am I missing? Shout to Next Records. Um, they are handling the, the greater good album. Um, what else, Saint? What am I missing? I think that's it. That's about um, it. oh, shameless plug. I do a um Friday radio show, Underground Hip Hop, Underground Independent Hip Hop on Bushwick Radio, never say never dot com, five PM to six PM New York City time every Friday. Bushwick Radio is called Pen Joints. Check that out. I think you'll enjoy it. Oh, and you you had mentioned things that are coming out. We're gonna be doing a video visuals for um Sound the Horns. Nice that one. Yes. Nice. That's gonna like be the that next single too. and uh video for that. And we're doing we're doing a video for six shooter too. Nice, yeah, nice. Monopoly family. Um, and then we, we're working, like right now we're working on some features. We got some producers are featuring us um, on albums and stuff. So that's what we're working on right now. So you'll, you'll probably see us on various other people's projects. Right. Okay. Right. And, and, and after that, y'all doing a video for No Sweat as well, right? I'll, you know, I'm <laughs> glad you, I would love to. We he was smooth a, with that. He just threw that in there real quick. Yeah, so like, I got like the checks in the mail. I brought this up. We were talking about <laughs> We were setting this up and we were going to figure out what the singles were going to be. Uh, and we, we put out Lord's, the, the, the Good Lord's track, and then we all had to kind of agree on what we do afterwards. We agreed on Sound the Horns. And I and I, I had said No Sweat, and I was the only one who said it. I was kind of surprised. Um, out, of, out, of, out of us and the label and everybody else, I'm like the one person that I guess is failing more than everybody else. But I found somebody else. Well, you got, you got somebody else. You got you got crew from out the box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I appreciate Indeed. that. Indeed, man. So um, to all of our listeners and viewers, remember you can go to our website, outtheboxmedia.com, so that you can get acquainted with everything we got going on with Out The Box. You can check out all of our previous episodes on that website by hitting the TV show tab or the podcast tab, radio shows tab. Um, thank y'all always for checking for us. Whether you listen through the audio podcast or you're on the YouTube channel, remember to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Out The Box TV. Till next time, I just want to say peace, love, and light. Stay focused, stay healthy, stay safe. We are out of here. Peace. Peace. Salute.